podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. Folks, today is October the 8th and it is six years since Jurgen Klopp was appointed as manager of Liverpool Football Club. Six years since this incredible run that we're on began. Brendan Rodgers had come close to winning the title in 13-14. It had all fallen apart in 14-15. He had somehow clung on to his job, maybe because the club were waiting on Klopp to finish off having a bit more of a, of a break from the game. Rodgers was sacked after the derby at Goodison on October 4th. And Klopp was in the door by October 8th. At the time, we weren't going anywhere. We weren't a team playing with any real confidence. We were eight games into that season. And we'd only won three. We beat Stoke 1-0. We beat Bournemouth 1-0. And we beat Aston Villa 3-2. We drew with Everton. Drew with Norwich. Drew with Arsenal. Got hammered at home by West Ham. Got comfortably beaten by United. It was all a mess. We didn't appear to be a team with any real plan. We were tenth in the league and looking down. We weren't looking up. We'd needed penalties to get past Carlisle in the League Cup that season. We'd started our Europa League campaign with draws against Bordeaux and Sion. If you think back, it was really grim. It was really difficult at the time to see where we were going. Rogers had insisted on a buy British policy, having not learned from the past and had added a lot of bad players, not just English players or Scottish or Welsh, but players from within the Premier League. That Premier League proven mantra that Brendan liked. And we had a bad team. Flat out, we had a bad team. If you look at the team then compared to the team now, I mean, Henderson and Firmino are the only two who remain as starters. Henderson predated Brendan Rodgers. Brendan didn't want Bobby. He didn't want him at all. So there is nobody really left who plays regularly as a starter that Brendan is responsible for. The only squad member he's responsible for is James Milner. In six years, Jurgen Klopp has completely restructured the first team, the backroom staff, his support staff. We're a different club. We're in a different stratosphere now than we were back then. That season, obviously, we had some fun. Klopp took us to the League Cup final where we lost to Manchester City on penalties. Uh, but it was a promising start and you, you felt like it was the beginning of something. Um, we got knocked out in the fourth round in the FA Cup. We end up finishing eighth in the league. But you do feel like that was because he focused so much on the Europa League. It is possible that we would have finished a 
a decent bit higher in the league. We won only one of our last five league matches because we were so focused on the Europa League. And if you look at those games, Newcastle at home, it's a game we should have won, we drew. Swansea away, again, a game we should have won, we lost. We beat Watford at home. We drew at home with Chelsea. You'd take that. And we drew away to West Brom. But realistically, there's three games there that we should have won, which would have given us an extra seven points on what we already had, which would have been enough to jump us up the table into fourth place ahead of Manchester City. It would have gotten us fourth ahead of City had those last results not gone the way they did. Because when you look back on that season, defensively we were a disaster. We conceded 51 goals in the league, but we scored 65. We only lost eight times. Southampton finished above us. They lost 11. United finished above us. They lost 10. City finished above us. They lost 10. We only lost eight games. Only the top three lost less games than us that season. Leicester lost three. Arsenal lost seven. Spurs lost six. We drew 14 games. That was our issue. We drew too many games. And if we had gone on a run in those last weeks, as we could have and probably should have, because we entered those last weeks in pretty decent form, we'd won three in a row. We'd beaten Stoke, we'd beaten Bournemouth, we'd hammered Everton. And then we let it slip away. But we could easily have gotten top four that season. But we focused on the Europa League. It was obviously a decision that was made. It was fair play. We got through our group. We beat Augsburg. We beat Manchester United. We beat Dortmund. We overcame Villarreal after losing the first leg. We went to Switzerland to play Sevilla. We went 1-0 up through a brilliant goal from Daniel Sturridge. And then it all kind of fell apart in the second half. But that was the start of something. It was the start of some of promise. The start of us having a bit of belief in the team again. The next season, obviously, we went on and we finished top four. We got that fourth place finish. We got ourselves into the Champions League. In that off-season between the f- first part the club was in charge and his first full season of 16-17, we added Sadio Mane, we added Joel Matip, we added Ginny Wijnaldum. A couple of players maybe that you wouldn't be as keen on, Loris Karius, Ragnar Klavan. But guys that did a job for us when needed. But adding Ginny, Sadio and Joel were three massive signings. You go into 17-18, we've now got Champions League for the season ahead. We're in a stronger position going into the transfer market. We add Salah, we add Robbo, we add Ox. Virgil then arrives in the January as Coutinho heads out the door get to a Champions League final. We lose it, but we announce ourselves as being back on the biggest stage. And then that summer is when everything kicked off. That 2018 summer is 
the most important summer we've had under Jurgen Klopp. We bring in Fabinho, we bring in Alisson Becker. Naby Keita and Shaq also arrived. Shaq was obviously a valuable squad player. Naby hasn't worked to the extent that you would have hoped, but he still played an important role at times. But Fabinho and Alisson were the two that put us over the top. The following season, that 18-19 season, we were just sensational. That might well be the best Liverpool team ever for one season. We won the Champions League. We should have won the title. It took a monumental effort from City to beat us to the title by one point. We'd win the league the following season. We all know what happened last season. But to come from where we were under Jurgen Klopp, under Brendan Rodgers rather, to where Jurgen Klopp got us between 2018 and 2020, those two seasons, to manage that in such a short period of time was incredible. And we had fun along the way. We got to a Europa League final. We got to a Champions League final. We lost them. So, you know, it didn't work out. But the journey to those games was incredible. You didn't feel like there was going to be any exciting journeys under Rodgers. You didn't feel like we were going anywhere. That 14-15 season had been horrendous. And it became apparent that without Suarez, we were not going to go anywhere. Gerard was coming to the end of his days, and obviously he left in the summer of 2015. That was the end of an era. We'd seen him start to finish in his career, and it really did feel like him leaving was another bad chapter. But a few months later, Jurgen Klopp walks in the door, and fast forward six years, and here we sit. One of the best teams in Europe, a favourite for the Champions League, a favourite for the Premier League, overcoming massive financial gulfs between ourselves, City, United and Chelsea, with a team we absolutely would not swap for any of their first 11s. World-class goalkeeper, best right-back in the world, best left-back in the world, best centre-back in the world. A combination of other very good centre-backs, Joel, Joe, Ibrahima. Oh, Joe Gomez is the other important squad player that remains from the Rodgers era. I did forget that. Um, In midfield, best holding midfielder, best controlling midfielder. Maybe the best player in the world right now in Mo Salah. Sadio, when he's on, is one of the best wingers in the world. Bobby and Jota are top class. There's just so much to like. You know, we've got these young players like Harvey Elliott and Cade Gordon, who's just signed his first professional contract, who are real reasons for optimism about the long-term future as well. And all of it is because of Jurgen Klopp. We know that as things stand, he, he will leave in 2024 unless something changes. And the six years seem to have gone really quickly. So when you look at that as being only three years away or less than three years away, it does seem like it will get to us, you know, very, very quickly. So you need to enjoy every moment of Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. Drink it in. Drink in what we're experiencing right now. What a manager we have. People of my generation and, and younger than me, we all, we've all we all heard the stories of Shankly and what it was like when Bill Shankly was the manager of Liverpool, how he built the club up, 
how that force of personality that he had just made everything work at the club, how you could sit and listen to him for days. And maybe it's just me, but Jurgen Klopp, in my view, is our era's Bill Shankly. We've had good managers over the years. From Shankly, we had Paisley, maybe the best English manager of all time. Joe Fagan did a tremendous job in the short time he was in the job. Kenny obviously did an incredible job first time round. Roy Evans put together a good team, just couldn't get it over the hill. Gerard Houllier put us back on the map. Rafa won us a European Cup. Rodgers came close to a title. But he also came close to burying us. Did long-term damage at the club with some of the moves that he made. And Jurgen Klopp has had to rebuild. And rebuild he has. In six years, he's turned us from a team going nowhere to maybe the best team in Europe. And at one point, without question, the best team in Europe. Which we hadn't been since the 80s. We had not been the best team in Europe, the undisputed best team in Europe since the 80s. We were that for, I would say, the entirety of the 18-19 season and most of the 19-20 season. That hadn't been the case since since Bob Paisley and Joe Fagan. Even the great team under Doug Leash, you couldn't make the argument because we weren't allowed to play in Europe. Enjoy every minute that you can of Jurgen Klopp. I want you to, if you're part of the Anfield Index Discord, just in the in the Liverpool chat, put in your favourite Klopp memory. If you're not part of it, tweet at Anfield Index your favourite Jurgen Klopp memory. And let us know, because there's so many to think of. And it doesn't have to be, you know, winning a trophy. It can be Adam Lallana breaking his glasses at Norwich when he jumped on his back and knocked them off his face. It can be something as silly as that. It can be whatever you want it to be. What's your favourite Jurgen Klopp memory? I could go around the websites today. I'm not going to. All I'd say is check out Liverpool.com. Check out This Is Anfield. And, of course, check out AnfieldIndex.com. Check out the Anfield Index shop. Uh, Podcast-wise, the Anfield Index podcast, episode 300, entitled Man vs. Carvery, is out. Hosted by Trev Downey with Cam Branch, Carl Kopak making a cameo appearance, Mr. Drinkle, and myself. It's the better part of two hours, and it's an absolute belter. It is an absolute belter. It is such a good laugh. It was so much fun to be on. On Pro, there's the latest Moby on the spot. And there is the latest AI scouted, myself and Mr. Matchett, uh, took a look at players from across Europe's top five leagues. Who's impressed this season? Who's been a letdown? It's good. Check it out. Other than that, enjoy your weekend. Try not to watch too much international football because, I mean, why would you? And I'll see you Monday. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.